Good afternoon, everybody. Dr. G, Spirit Tales and Magic. I wanted to end some of the confusion before we got into our Halloween kind of stuff. Spirit Tales and Magic is the new name. The old name was yourghoststorybus.com. The bus has been officially retired, so I thought we would change the name. Why center it around the bus that no longer exists? The current ghost story bus is a full-time Ford SUV that goes about 150 miles an hour comfortably. So it's a whole lot more fun to drive. Not that we would have anybody drive like that. I know our lawyers are listening. And of course, I've never been unruly myself, so I wouldn't have done that. So here we are at a time when everyone says that the veil is at its thinnest. This is the time traditionally where the living and the dead are very close. One of the things we always say is there is indeed a world unseen, a world that exists all around us all the time. And every now and then, for whatever reason, we catch a glimpse of it, and the dead get in. We were booked for a show on Halloween that has canceled, which leaves us a good deal of free time for the next few days. What we intend to do with that time is we're going to relate to you some of our favorite stories. I was thinking back on all the places that Cassandra and I have been and all the great stories we've heard from a lot of great people. If you have a ghost story that you would like us to talk about, info at fidgebear.com. That's our corporate site. We will listen to that or read it as the case may be. And if we like it, We'll put it on the podcast. Please include when you send us that mail, if you would like your name to be mentioned, or if you would not like your name to be mentioned, because you can do it anonymously. In the short 15 years that Cassandra and I have been the thought readers, we've traveled to a great many places, met a lot of really superhuman beings and heard a lot of great stories. So the next episodes that you're going to hear will be some of those stories, the ones that we like the best, and also some of our own that seem to stick in your mind. Where I grew up, and you're going to hear me say this many, many times, I grew up in a haunted house. Actually, I grew up in three haunted houses three haunted houses on the same street separated by the first move was about a half a mile and the second move was literally directly across the street the area i grew up in is no stranger to ghosts mining disasters the civil war indian burial grounds haunted prisons and asylums a witch's graveyard even the non-believers and some of the greatest skeptics that you've ever met 
walked carefully around the haunted Ohio Valley. There are so many stories that came from there. It was raised by my grandfather, and we're not going to talk about all of that. You have to get the book for that. My grandfather and the man behind him were the last two living people to get out of a thing that was known as the Willow Grove mining disaster. Coal mine blew up. What my grandfather says saved his life and the guy behind him was that there was a deer in the coal mine. Now, that's not, if you're a miner, you know that that is not an uncommon occurrence. Animals get in there and they want to get out of there. But the deer comes running, running by them. And they were in a place they called the dinner hole. They had their lunch buckets, they were sitting on their lunch buckets eating a sandwich when the deer ran by. And my grandfather tells the story that he instantly got up, grabbed what he calls his buddy behind him, and says, run, run for your life. And they ran. Now, a lot of miners were running behind him, and a lot of miners didn't make it out of there. That mine, to the best of my knowledge, is still sitting empty although I haven't been back to that place in decades. <clears throat> the last time I was there, I was on a motorcycle. I had one passenger, and she wanted to see the haunted mine. I agreed to go down as long as we were not going to attempt in any way to get into it or even into any of the buildings that still existed. We drove around it. We walked around it. I lost track of her for just a few minutes. I called her name. She didn't answer. Then I see her walking up to me. And I said, why, why did you not answer when I called you? She said, well, I was talking to the guy in the overhauls. He's pretty creepy, but he's nice. I'm like, what guy in the overhauls was that? She goes, you know, the train engineer overhauls like the ones that you have with the blue and white stripes. She said, he was telling me about the mining disaster and, you know, how terrible it was, but how that when you are in that business for a living, you know that that's a possibility. He's, you know, just like a soldier knows when he goes to war that he may not be coming home. Every day that you go to work under the hill, you put your life in your hands. Did he tell you his name? Yeah, his name was Bob. Bob, did he have a like a little white hat with a moon on it? Well, yes, he did. So Bob was behind my grandfather when they ran out of the mine. Bob's been dead for quite some time. Now, this person is a really big non-believer. But you could just tell by the look on her face. I sometimes get goosebumps telling the story. But when I looked at her, she had goosebumps all over. She said, can we please just get out of here? We got on the motorcycle, attempted to start it. Wouldn't start. Let it sit for a while, tried it again. Still wouldn't start. Now, this is before cell phones. So we began to push it. 
This is a 900cc saddlebagged windshield road cruising heavy motorcycle. She's on one side, I'm on the other side. We push it about a half a mile. And this guy in a pickup truck stops. He's coming toward us. He stops right in the road. He gets out and he says, out of gas? I said, oh, no, we have plenty of gas. Things just won't start. Where are you coming from? So you're down to mine. Oh, you were to mine. I'm like, yeah, he goes, it'll start now. Excuse me? He said, it'll start now. He said, uh, you know, it's it's fine. So, yeah, great, thanks. He drives on. I turn on the key, flick the starter. It starts right up. So we get on it and ride out of there. Now, fast forward to about a year later. <clears throat> the bike is going back to its owner. I didn't own it. I exchanged some work on it for the use of it, which was a lot of fun. And we were talking about stories of haunted things because he had been with us on a couple of our excursions. If you're hearing background noise right now, I do apologize. We are not in the studio. We're out in the field in the Pacific Northwest. So I am not in control of heating and air conditioning and telephones and all of that wonderful thing in the place that I'm currently in. And about 50 feet from me, there are people making dinner and getting ready to seat guests as they come in. And we're going to tell some ghost stories. But I wanted to get this on here just so you would know. So Ron, the owner of the bike, and I are talking about ghost stories. And when you talk about ghost stories in the place that we lived, one of the things that always comes up is the mining disaster. I told him what had happened. He just looked like he had lost all the color in his face. And same thing happened to my wife and I when we were down there. But um, some guy in overhauls helped us get it started. So what was his name? Bob. So what did he do for you? Well, he just told us to turn it off, let it sit a minute. You know, where are you going? And we said, well, we're trying to go home. Why'd you come here? And now, before Ron became a police officer, he was a coal miner. So he said, I just wanted to pay my respects to some of my brothers who didn't make it out. He said, I'll never forget it. He said, he put his hand on the bike and he said, oh, I'm sure it's all right now. So we turned around, started the bike, and I turned around to thank him and he was gone. So does the spirit of Bob reside at the mine? Or perhaps did we hear that story as young men growing up and our minds created it? Can there be a residual haunting or a residual energy that never goes away? We're going to be doing some really cool stories in the next couple of days, giving you some updates on some other things that we're going to be doing. Send us your ghost stories. Give us a like. Give us a share. Help us spread this project throughout the Internet. We'll be grateful. 
subscribe to our newsletter when it is available, and understand that we will never share your information. We will not give it away. We will not sell it. So as we always say, until then, my friends, we'll see you inside your mind. <laughs>